Gloria al laus et honor tibisit, Rex Christe Redentor, cui puerile decus, prompsito Chapter 4, God Answers the Soul That Speaks to Him In a word, if you desire to delight the loving heart of your God, be careful to speak to Him as often as you are able, and with the fullest confidence that He will not disdain to answer and speak with you in return. He does not indeed make Himself heard in any voice that reaches your ears, but in a voice that your heart can well perceive. When you withdraw from converse with creatures, to occupy yourself in conversing with your God alone. As we read in the prophet Hosea, I will lead her into the wilderness, and I will speak to her heart. He will then speak to you by such inspirations, such as interior lights, such manifestations of his goodness, such sweet touches in your heart, such tokens of forgiveness such experience of peace, such hopes of heaven, such rejoicings within you, such sweetness of His grace, such loving and close embraces, in a word, such voices of love, as are well understood by those souls whom He loves, and who seek for nothing but God alone. Chapter 5, Practical Advice Lastly, to make a brief summary of what has already been said at length, I will not omit to suggest a devout practice whereby you may fulfill all your daily actions in a manner pleasing to God. When you wake up in the morning, let it be your first thought to raise your mind to Him, offering to His glory all that you shall do or suffer that day, praying to Him to assist you with His grace. Then make your other morning acts of devotion, acts of thanksgiving and of love, prayers and resolutions to live that day as though it were to be the last of your life, Father St. Jure recommends the making in the morning of a compact with the Lord, that every time you make a certain sign, as placing your hand upon your heart, or raising your eyes to heaven, or raising your eyes to the crucifix, and the like, you wish thereby to make an act of love, of desire to see Him loved by all, of oblation of yourself and other acts of the same kind. When you have made these acts and placed your soul in the side of Jesus and under the mantle of Mary, and have prayed the Eternal Father that for the love of Jesus and Mary, He would protect you during the day, be careful before you engage in anything else to make your mental prayer or meditation at least for half an hour. And let your especially chosen meditation be the sorrow and the shame which Jesus Christ suffered in His Passion. This is the dearest subject to loving souls, and the one that most kindles divine love within them. If you want to make spiritual progress, let three devotions be especially dear to you. Devotion to the Passion of Jesus Christ, Devotion to the Most Holy Sacrament, and Devotion to the Ever-Blessed Virgin. In mental prayer, make again and again acts of contrition, of love of God, 
an oblation of yourself. The Venerable Father Charles Carafa, founder of the Pious Workers, said that one fervent act of the love of God made thus in the morning is sufficient to maintain the soul in fervor throughout the whole day. Then, besides the more specific acts of devotion, such as confession, communion, recitation of the divine office, etc., whenever you are engaged in external occupations, as in study, in work, or in any other employment that may be proper to your condition, never forget, when setting about it, to make an offering of it to God, praying for His assistance to enable you to perform it in a perfect manner. And do not omit to retire frequently into the cell of your heart in order to unite yourself to God according to the practice of St. Catherine of Siena. In short, whatever you do, do it with and for God. In going out of your room or house and on returning again, always commend yourself to the Divine Mother by saying a Hail Mary. When sitting down to meals, make an offering to God of the disgust or the gratification you may find in what you eat and drink. And on rising from the table, give thanks to God and say, Lord, how great is thy goodness to one who has offended thee so much. In the course of the day, be careful to make your spiritual reading, to visit the Most Holy Sacrament and the Most Holy Mary and in the evening to say the rosary and to make an examination of conscience, together with the Christian acts of faith, hope, charity, contrition, resolutions of amendment, and of receiving the holy sacraments during life and at the hour of death, forming also the intention of gaining all the indulgences that you can gain. And again, on going to bed, reflect that if you had your just desserts, you would be lying down in the flames of hell. Then, with the crucifix in your arms, compose yourself to sleep, saying, In peace, in the self-same, I will sleep and take my rest. And here, in passing, I would briefly point out to you the many indulgences that are attached to various prayers of acts of devotion. Whence it is desirable for you in the morning to make the intention of gaining all the indulgences in your power during the day. To one who makes acts of the three theological virtues mentioned above, faith, hope, and love, there are granted seven years and seven quarantines for each day. And by continuing them for a month, a plenary indulgence may be gained, provided on the day of his choice, the soul confesses, communicates, and prays for the intentions of the Church, applicable also to the souls in purgatory and to himself. This indulgence is in Articulo Mortis. In like manner, form the intention of gaining also all the indulgences granted for saying the rosary on the beads properly blessed, the Angelus Domini three times a day, the Litany of Our Blessed Lady, the Salve Regina, the Ave Maria, and the Gloria Patri, for saying, Blessed be the holy and immaculate and most pure conception of the Blessed Virgin Mary, and also for saying, Praise now and forever be the most holy sacrament, for reciting the prayer Anima Christi, for bowing the head at the Gloria Patri and at the most holy names of Jesus and Mary, and also for hearing Mass, for making half an hour's mental prayer, 
to which, besides a partial, there is also a plenary indulgence attached, provided it be continued for a month, on condition of confession and communion, and prayers for the intentions of the Church in the course of the same, for genuflecting before the Most Holy Sacrament, and for kissing the crucifix. In short, always have the intention formed of gaining every such indulgence. Then, that you may be able to keep yourself ever in a state of recollection and union with God as long as you live, and as far as may be possible, turn everything that you may see or hear into an occasion for raising your mind to God, or for taking a glance at eternity. For example, when you see running water, reflect that your life is also in like manner running on, and carrying you nearer and nearer to death. When you see a lamp going out for want of oil, reflect that thus also one day you will have to bring your life to its end. When you see the graves or remains of the dead, consider that you also will one day have to become like them. When you see the great ones of the world rejoicing in their wealth or distinction, pity their folly and say, For me God is sufficient. Some trust in chariots, some in horses, but we in the name of the Lord. Let these glory in their vanity, but I will make nothing my glory but the grace of God and the love of Him. Or when you behold the pompous funerals or the fine sepulchral monuments of the great ones who are dead, say, If these are damned, what is the good of this pomp to them? When you behold the sea in a calm or a storm, Consider the difference that there is between a soul when in the grace and when out of the grace of God. When you see a tree that is withered, consider that a soul without God is serviceable for nothing but to be cast into the fire. If you ever happen to see one who has been guilty of some great crime, trembling with shame and fright in the presence of the judge, think of how you will feel if one day some hidden unconfessed sin is known before Christ the Judge when you come before Him. When it thunders and you become alarmed, reflect how those miserable ones who are damned tremble as they hear continually in hell the thunders of the divine wrath. If you ever see one who has been condemned to suffer a painful death and who says, is there then no longer any means for my escaping death? Consider what will be the despair of a soul when it is condemned to hell, as it says, Is there then no longer any means for escaping from eternal ruin? When your eyes rest on scenes in the country or along the shore, on flowers or fruits, and you are delighted by the sight and scent of all, say, Behold, how many are the beautiful creatures! that God has created for me in this world in order that I may love Him? And what further enjoyments does He not keep prepared for me in paradise? St. Teresa used to say that when she saw any beautiful hills or slopes, they seemed to reproach her for her own ingratitude to God. And the abbot of Rance, founder of La Trappe, said that the beautiful creatures around him reminded him of his own obligation to love God. St. Augustine also said the same, crying out aloud, Heaven and earth and all things tell me to love thee. 
it is related of a certain holy man that in passing through the fields he would strike with a little stick the flowers and plants which he found, saying, Be silent. Do not reproach me any longer for my ingratitude to God. I have understood you. Be silent. Say no more. When St. Mary Magdalene of Pazzi held in her hand any beautiful fruit or flower, she used to feel herself smitten by it with divine love, saying to herself, Behold, my God has thought from eternity of creating this fruit, this flower, in order to give it to me as a token of the love which he bears towards me. When you say rivers or brooks, reflect that it is the water which you behold keeps running on to the ocean without ever stopping. So ought you to be ever hasting on to God, who is your only good. When you happen to be in a vehicle that is drawn by beasts of burden, say, See what labor these innocent animals go through for my service, and how much pains do I myself take in order to serve and please my God. When you see a little dog, which for a miserable morsel of bread is so faithful to its master, reflect how much greater reason you have to be faithful to God, who has created and preserved and provided for you and heaps upon you so many blessings. When you hear the birds sing, say, Hearken, O my soul, to the praise which these little creatures are giving to their Creator. And what are you doing? Then do you also praise Him with acts of love. On the other hand, when you hear the cock crow, recall to your memory that there was once a time when you also, like Peter, denied your God, and renew your contrition and your tears. So likewise, when you see the house or place where you have sinned, turn yourself to God and say, The sins of my youth and my ignorance remember not, O Lord. When you behold any valleys, consider that as their fertility is owing to the waters that run down from the mountains, so from heaven do graces descend upon the souls of the humble and pass by the proud. When you see a beautifully ornamented church, consider the beauty of a soul in a state of grace, which is a real temple of God. When you behold the sea, consider the immensity and the greatness of God. When you see fire or candles lighted on an altar, say, how many years is it since I ought to have been cast into hell to burn? But since thou, O Lord, hast not sent me there, Make this heart of mine burn with love for thee, as that wood or those candles burn. When you look up at the sky, all studded with stars, say with St. Andrew of Avellino, O oh, my feet, you will one day have those stars beneath you. Then, in order frequently to recall to mind the mysteries of our Savior's love, when you see hay, a manger, or caves, let the infant Jesus in the stable of Bethlehem be present to your recollection. When you see a saw, a hammer, a plane, or an axe, remember how Jesus worked like a mere lad in the shop at Nazareth. Then if you see ropes, thorns, nails, or pieces of wood, reflect on the passion and death of our Redeemer. St. Francis of Assisi, on seeing a lamb, would begin to weep, saying, My Lord, like a lamb, was led to death for me. Again, 
when you see altars, chalices, or patents, recall to mind the greatness of the love which Jesus Christ has borne us in giving us the most holy sacrament of the Eucharist. Frequently during the day, make an offering of yourself to God, as St. Teresa used to do, saying, Lord, here am I. Do with me that which pleaseth thee. Declare to me thy will, that I may do it for thee. I wish to do it thoroughly. Then repeat as often as you can acts of love towards God. St. Teresa used also to say that acts of love are the fuel by which holy love is to be kept on fire within the heart. When the venerable sister Seraphine of Carpi was one day considering that the mule belonging to the convent had not the power of loving God, she expressed her compassion for it thus, Poor brute, thou neither knowest nor canst love thy God. And the mule commenced to weep, so that the tears fell in streams from its eyes. So likewise do you, when beholding any animal which has not the capacity for knowing or loving God, animate yourself who can love him to make the more abundant acts of love. Whenever you fall into any fault, humble yourself for it immediately, and with an act of more fervent love, endeavor to rise again when anything adverse happens. Immediately make an offering to God of what you have to suffer, bringing your will into conformity with his own, and ever accustom yourself under all adverse circumstances to repeat these words, Thus God wills, thus I will too. Acts of resignation are the acts of love that are most precious and acceptable to the heart of God. When you have to decide upon anything or to give any counsel of importance, first commend yourself to God and then set about your undertaking or give your opinion. As often as you can during the day, after the example of St. Rose of Lima, repeat the prayer, Deus in adjutorium meum intende. Lord, come to my assistance. Do not leave me in my own hands. And for this end, frequently turn to the image of the crucified or to that of the Most Holy Mary, which is in your room. And do not omit to make frequent invocations of the names of Jesus and of Mary, especially in time of temptation. Since God is infinite goodness, His desire of communicating His graces to us is perfect. The Venerable Father Alvarez one day saw our Savior with His hands full of graces and going about in search of those to whom He might dispense them. But it is His will that we should ask them of Him. As He tells us in the Gospel, Ask, and ye shall receive. Otherwise, He may draw back His hand, whereas, on the contrary, He will willingly open it to those who call upon Him. And who is there, says the preacher, that hath called upon him, and God despised him by not granting his prayer? Who hath called upon him, and he hath despised him? And David tells us that the Lord shows not merely mercy, but great mercy to those who call upon him, saying, For thou, O Lord, art sweet and mild and plenteous in mercy to all that call upon thee. Oh, how good and bountiful is the Lord to him who seeks him lovingly. The Lord is good to the soul that seeks him. If he lets himself be found even by him who seeks him not, saying, I was found by them that did not seek me,
how much more willingly will he let himself be found by one who seeks him, and seeks him too in order to serve him and to love him. To conclude, St. Teresa says that holy souls in this world have to conform themselves by love to what the souls of the blessed do in heaven. As the saints in heaven occupy themselves only with God and have no other thought or joy than in His glory and in His love, so also must this be the case with you. While you are in this world, let God be your only happiness, the only object of your affections, the only end of all your actions and desires, until you come to that eternal kingdom where your love will be in all things perfected and completed, and your desires will be perfectly fulfilled and satisfied. Thank you very much for having followed this teaching of the great St. Alphonsus Liguori on prayer. Before leaving you, I want to highlight two points. St. Alphonsus, as you saw, is a very passionate Italian with great desires for holiness and, uh, and a very lofty goal, which is the true goal for all of us. But I want to highlight again the words he said on God's mercy and forgiveness. So in just a moment, you're going to hear those words again. And also to encourage you in that third chapter when he invites us to have that very, very simple conversation with God. And in the fourth chapter, to have confidence that he speaks to us. Practice those two things. If you do, even if you've never prayed before in your life, and perhaps have to listen again to that third chapter or fourth chapter, you'll be able to see gradually the great graces in your life, the great changes in your life. Usually we don't notice them right away. But after some weeks or months, if you've been making a daily effort, at that prayer, I think you'll be able to look back and uh, really smile with joy at what God has accomplished in your life. And so before leaving you with, again, these words on our Lord's mercy, these words of St. Alphonsus Liguori, I simply want to invite you uh, to consider making a contribution, making a donation to Ave Philomena. All of the work of Regina Angelorum Press here is brought to you free of charge for the good of souls. And the way, that, the way that we work, the way that all this team behind the scenes and myself work is trusting that if we try to offer something for the good of souls, then some of you or many of you will be inspired to want to make future programs possible perhaps for other people. And, and especially right now, God willing, a place where people can come to enter into silence and prayer a place where God can act deeply in hearts and souls. So please do as you see best with that, but I wanted to mention to invite you to consider taking a moment to going to AveFilomena.com. God bless you, and please listen now once again to these words on the mercy of God from St. Alphonsus Liguori. If you ever happen to see one who has been guilty of some great crime, trembling with shame and fear in the presence of his judge or his father, or of his bishop. Consider what the terror of the sinner will be in the presence of Jesus Christ, his judge. Ut <laughs>